Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. I am the Enforcer. He is the Stallion. Oh, I did that backwards. Usually I do you first, then me, and I, I just I just jigged it all up. I'll tell you that much. But we're good. We're good to go. You did a great uh, job. Thanks, pal. Uh, speaking of a great job, what a great job on the open, by the way. Uh, you know, <laughs> listen, you can, we can thank the national treasure, Nick Aldis, for uh, helping us out with that drop. We sure can, and we'd like to thank Nick Aldis in person next weekend. Who knows what's going to happen next weekend? We're right around the corner from – I think you just called it uh, Pro Wrestling's Hanukkah. Is that what you – is that what the uh, <laughs> WrestleCon to me is Pro Wrestling Hanukkah? Now, neither one of us celebrate um, Hanukkah. However, it feels like it because every night something awesome is happening next weekend. So yeah. it's eight crazy nights, Daddy. There's it's, a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of gifts being given, uh, and you know it's going to be a very entertaining uh, set of days for wrestling fans. Yeah, and uh, you know, you and I have a lot of plans to talk about the shows we're going to be going to. Joe, I had an extra day off next week, so uh, I'm a man on a mission. I am Mo, or Oscar, or probably closer to Mabel. Solo <laughs> next Thursday, the Enforcers heading into Evolve 124. I don't even remember. It's 125, 124. Either way, it's headlined by the one-man smash machine, Kyle O'Reilly, taking on Austin Theory for the Evolve title. Um, The card is just insane. You have um, the Unwanted are going to be on the card of Shane Strickland, Eddie Kingston, Joe Gacy. You have um, Street Profits show. I'm looking forward to it next week. It was a last-minute decision, man. None of the... uh, Tattoo con tattoo artist could get me in. I don't know what it is. All I wanted to do was get an Arn Anderson old school tattoo on my leg. Nobody could do it. Nobody could fit in the uh, the enforcers. I had an extra day, man. What better way to spend it than going to evolve? Thank you, Gabe Sapolsky. I'm looking forward to the show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna get things started a day early for us on on Thursday next week, and then we're gonna uh, head in on Friday as well. And uh, I'll be honest. If I I don't really even remember the schedule of all the shows that we're going to. I think there's a uh, PW Revolver show right on Friday that we're going to in the afternoon. Uh, there's a show Saturday morning, Pancakes and Pile Drivers, and there's the ROH G1 Supercard on Saturday night. There's WrestleCon going on both those days with a lot of wrestlers and personalities appearing. So there should be a lot going on on our uh, social media that week next weekend. Uh, hopefully, some good pictures and some good stories coming out of it. And um, if we both make it out alive, then we'll uh, be talking about, I guess, WrestleMania on Sunday. 
are no, still breathing. No, no. Going to be alive. Uh, quick correction. PW Revolver is Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Friday is Rev Pro. Oh, Rev Pro. Okay. See, there's so many things going on, and there's British stuff, and I really, I just I can't follow it all. I'm just, I'm really lost. And we also, the cool thing is with our WrestleCon tickets, we were given free uh, tickets to um, the W, uh, what is it, uh, US versus the World Super Show. They're just giving stuff away, bro. I can't, I'm just, I, we don't, you know, we don't get excited for much in our life. Is that is that fair to say? No, I don't really have much to live for, so there isn't much to get excited about over here. I haven't been this excited in quite some time about a weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if I make it out of uh, La Boom on Thursday, which also isn't a guarantee, you know, so uh, I guess it's all deadly, huh? It's a high risk, high reward situation. That's that's how we live. So it's uh it's the way to go. Um, but that's yeah, no, that's good. So uh, it's we, one. we had with the this is the week before uh, all the big shows. We wanted to do something uh, topical for uh, our show this week. And like an what's that? Like an ointment? Like a, yeah, like yeah. A topical ointment. Yep, yep, exactly. Like those. Rub uh, it on in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you want to rub something out, all you have to do is go to Bluetooth. <laughs> I, there was the opportunity for the, the read there. So I'm laying out. Just go for it. Go, go Before for it. we get to it, you want to rub something. You need a little uh, extra cash in your stocking, huh? Go to BlueChew.com. $5 shipping and handling. Blue, like Joe's headphones and sweater. BlueChew.com. Promo code WPP. Tell them the Enforcer and the Stallion sent you. If you want all the stuff you get from the Cialis and the Viagra in a chewable, it's going to work like this. It's going to work quicker than Bart Gun and Butterbean. Am I right? Nice. Speaking of topical, um, go to bluechew.com, type in the promo code WPP, and you get your uh, you get your, uh, your your South game right. Huh? That's a good nice way to put it. You get your South game right in the bedroom WrestleMania weekend. You can have a WrestleMania in the bedroom for a low cost of $5 shipping and handling. Again, bluechew.com, promo code WPP. There we go. I mean, you said rub, so it was a natural progression. Yeah, no, that was the right thing to do. So, um, yeah, so this week we're going we're gonna to talk about or give our, our opinions on, on best and worst WrestleManias of all time. This is WrestleMania... 35 uh, coming up next weekend out here at MetLife Stadium in New, in New Jersey. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of shows over the years, um, different venues, different, you know, different eras of pro wrestling and just felt like a, a good time for us to kind of give yeah, maybe a top three and bottom three each. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some crossover between ones that we do like and dislike, but I think it's just, it's, you know, kind of be neat to talk about some of the shows over the course of, you know, many different eras, right? Like the Hogan era in the eighties, um, you know, the new generation era in the nineties, the stone cold and the rock attitude era, and then, you know, John Cena and, and, and past that, uh, up until, you know, whatever you want to call today. So there's just a lot of different shows. Now the shows are about seven and a half hours long. So, um, it's a three hour pre-show and it's a four hour show. That's not, it's not an over-exaggeration. Yeah, no, I think it's a five o'clock, right? Pre-show starts and then it's not going to be over until like midnight next weekend. So you know, we're talking about for the money that people are spending on WrestleMania tickets and for the time there, we could probably go to all the shows we're going to for cheaper and it'll take long. It, it'll be a shorter show. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, how you want to, 
uh, spend your money and your time next weekend. I think we we had started talking about it, you know, last year about how we wanted to go about attacking you know, WrestleMania weekend this year and, and all the shows that are going to be happening across the uh, tri-state area. And uh, this just seemed like the most value for our dollar, our hard-earned money. Um, this is what we're going to be doing. So anyway, would you like to kick it off with – Sorry, Go is Snooki going to be at WrestleMania? That's really all I care about. Is Snooki going to be at WrestleMania? Suzuki. Uh, oh, Suzuki. I thought you said Snooki. No, I, uh, I'm not sure about either one, to be honest. So I uh, I can't confirm or deny whether Suzuki or Snooki will be at WrestleMania this year. I believe they call her Snooks now. So you want to start with the good or the bad? Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with Let's start with the best ones. Because I feel like sometimes that's always a topic that's discussed, and I don't know. I feel like I talk about better shows more than the bad ones. So let's start with the good shows, and then we'll end on a sour note because that's how my days usually end. So, okay, uh, I'll start off. So I've got. Um, can I tell you which one almost made the cut? Uh, absolutely. Um, for me, and I'm going to get a lot of uh, a lot of doo doo for this, but for me, WrestleMania four, man. I know the matches were super short, but the tournament format was awesome. Um, you know, there were some really good matches in there. Um, Greg Valentine and uh, I forget Greg Valentine's opponent, but Macho and DeBiase was a good match. Just some good tag team work in there. And to me, there was just so much prestige in that tournament where the winner, uh, Hogan and Andre, had the rematch. The winner of that tournament was the WWF Heavyweight Champion. I think it put so much onus on um, on the actual finishes of the match and the win loss. I think I thought it added so much to it. So I really, really loved WrestleMania four. Yeah, I think it was um, Valentine and Rick Steamboat. I think was the opener, Thank you. and yes, uh, a lot of people were. I guess at the time, I mean, I wasn't. I was like four years right. old or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will say it, but uh, I think people were speculating it was going to be Savage and Steamboat in the second round as the rematch from WrestleMania three, and that ended up not happening. Um, ended up being Savage and Valentine. But yes, I, I'm a big fan of WrestleMania four. Probably similar reasons to you. Just be, I watched it a million times when I was a kid. Um, you know, constantly renting the. VHS tape of it from the video store and watching all the tournament matches. And I was a big uh, Randy Savage fan as a, as a kid also. So that's definitely uh yeah, that was the Randy Savage. That, that was the ode to Randy Savage. So for me, I'm going to go, um, I kind of went one from each generation. So I'm going to go for the, uh, the one I remember most uh, recently that I loved was WrestleMania 30. Um, to me, WrestleMania 30 was the Daniel Bryan show for uh, pretty much, like we said, WrestleMania 4 is a Macho Man Randy Savage show. WrestleMania 30 was a Daniel Bryan show. He beat Triple H um, in the uh, first match of the night in order to get to that triple threat match at the end. Um, and that, it's kind of what, it was the original Becky Lynch, Stone Cold Steve, uh, kind of the Be- the idea behind the Becky Lynch thing. Daniel Bryan was the underdog, fought against the odds. However, to me, the Daniel Bryan story against the establishment and what's best for business and the B plus player, that was so much more natural. Um, it took over the yes movement. It was, I, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a WWE show as much as I enjoyed that one. Um, other things on that show besides Daniel Bryan, which everybody remembers uh, was uh, you know, Brock, uh, Brock, uh, Brock, uh, Brock, uh, Brock douche. Uh, beating The Undertaker, ending The Undertaker's streak. I hated that with a burning passion of a thousand suns. But it's okay because I got past that because there was so much other good stuff on there. Uh, that was – I don't know. if Was that the first Andre the Giant Battle Royal? I believe it was, yeah. 
Okay, so to me, um, that was I, don't, I wasn't sure if that was the first one, but it was it was important and it was special. It was new, and Cesaro winning it was just awesome. I've been a huge fan of Cesaro for quite some time, like you have, and the way in which he won that battle royal was it, it was probably one of the greatest battle royals I've ever seen. Battle royals aren't easy to do, but Cesaro kills it. Um, and it was it was I had so much hope for the future back then. I was a younger guy too. It was, you know, it was a different time. And then um, the other thing I liked from that show, which I don't think a lot of people really loved, was uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena. I thought they had a really good feud going into it. Um, they had that match where um, the cage match where Cena opened, the lights went on, the kid's there saying he's got the whole world in his hands. Um, you know, it made Bray Wyatt look good. It made Bray Wyatt look strong. And uh, he seemed like a clear threat back then. So, there was, you know, to me, WrestleMania 30 in recent memory was one of my favorites. Yeah, WrestleMania 30, actually, as as you were mentioning about WrestleMania 4 being the one that just missed uh, the top three for you, uh, that was the one I had also that was just outside the top three for me, WrestleMania 30, that is. Um, for all those reasons that you mentioned, uh, of course, um, all the Daniel Bryan matches, the Cesaro winning the Battle Royal, even though they kind of botched it after that as far as what they did um, with his push. And uh, yeah, the streak ending for whatever people like or dislike about it, at least it's a memorable, a memorable moment from uh, WrestleMania. So that was just outside my top three. But in the top three for me, um, I put WrestleMania eight, and you know it's kind of similar. It was close between eight and thirty, but I put eight because of a couple of reasons. Um, mainly because of, there's two really, really good matches that had a lot of heat uh, and storyline behind it, which was uh, Bret Hart and uh, Roddy Piper for the IC title. And uh, Ric Flair and the Macho Man for the WWF title. So the two title matches um, had tremendous, tremendous heat and had really, really good matches on the show. Um, and then there was, even though the main event, which was Hogan and Sid, was not a great wrestling match, it had a crazy moment of uh, the Ultimate Warrior, which, you know, as a surprise return. Which you know, in, in that time, at least for me as a, as a kid. No idea that was going to happen. So um, I put WrestleMania 8 in, uh, as one of my top three. Yeah, and I watched the ending of WrestleMania 8 with Warrior coming out and music hitting and him and Hogan celebrating with the fireworks. I must have watched it a thousand times. Um, so I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, going back a little bit further, uh, for me, I got WrestleMania 10 on there. WrestleMania 10, it had the greatest opening match in pro wrestling history was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Um, there was a tale of, uh, it, it was, it was very, you know, very weird booking back then. It was kind of that downtime, that transition in the WWE. Um, Bret Hart was opening the match for uh, opening the card versus Owen Hart. And then he wrestled Yokozuna in the main event. Uh, Lex Luger also wrestled Yokozuna because they went over the top rope at the same time. Yada, yada, yada. They both got a title shot. Um, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart was just an absolute technical masterpiece. It was a clinic. And Owen winning set up such a promising angle afterwards. It was really, it was just so well done. Um, Sean and Razor, they created a new genre of matches, even though, you know, it was, technically it was Bret Hart's match, Bret Hart's idea. You know, they did in Stampede Wrestling, and even Bret Hart was in a few in WWF. But Shonen and Razor took it to a whole new level. It was probably – it still holds up today. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the greatest ladder match of all time, but it definitely – it opened everybody's eyes to what, you know, kind of gimmick matches were. And it stole the show from almost everything. Um, 
that was some not so good on the show. I think it was kind of it was a tale of three matches. Uh, Savage versus Crush was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, but it was some junk in the middle with Bam Bam, Luna, Vashon, Doink, and Dink, and stuff like that. But main event saw Bret Hart against Yokozuna. Though it, Bret got a good match out of Yoko. Yoko was not in the best of shape at this point. Um, but Bret Hart, the way that Hart beat Yoko, Yoko missed the bonsai drop. Hart rolled him up. He kind of, you know, that's Bret's thank Bret's uh, the excellence of execution. Let Yoko beat himself, and he pinned him. And then you had Bret celebrating at the end, and he flashed back to Owen Hart, looking, seeing like, well, I just beat Bret. Why am I not the champion? That kind of thing. It was. It was a really good WrestleMania. It had two really great matches, three if you include the main event, which was actually really good. Um, there was some filler in there, but what I took back, because I just watched WrestleMania 10 about a week ago, um, PCO was a crazy son of a gun 25 years ago, too. Because he did that uh, that somersault tope over the rope onto Men on a Mission. Who You don't know if Men on a Mission is going to catch you. God knows Oscar's out there not looking two ways. So it was, uh, it was a good tag match. It was, it was a really good show. So I'm going to go with uh, – so that show was from Madison Square Garden. Uh, I'm going to go with another show that was at Madison Square Garden, uh, which was WrestleMania 20, um, which was the first WrestleMania I ever went to in person. And uh, it was a little bit of a longer show. So it was one of the shows that went a little bit longer, um, which is almost a template for how things are today. Uh, but there was about 12 matches on the show. And I just remember there being – even though there was a lot of matches and there's some stuff on there that has, you know – Things like Brock against Goldberg, which at the time was you know kind of its own unique thing because they were both leaving and fans were crapping all over it in the arena. There's a lot of really good matches on this show, like from top to bottom. Like Christian and Chris Jericho was very good um, and featured Trish Stratus turning heel, which I don't know that people were expecting at that time. Um, Evolution versus the Rock and Sock connection in a handicap match, which was really excellent. Um, featured stuff like Ric Flair and the Rock and the ring together. That was a kind of a the basis for the Orton and Mick Foley feud that was going on. Um, and then Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle for the WWE title was really cool. Um, great finish. And, on that yeah. Great finish to the match. And then the undertaker and Kane, which, you know, again, technically the match itself obviously was nothing great, but it was the return of the undertaker to the, you know, the dead man character that he had been away from for a couple of years, which was also, you know, a, a big, you know, big reaction from the fans. I think a lot of people wanted to see that. And the main event, uh, which was the triple threat of uh, Chris Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Title, which is, you know, one of the best, I guess, three-way matches it's considered of of all time, and a great way to end the show. So even though the shows there's a lot of filler in there, um, I think just the fact that it was from the Garden um, and had a lot of really quality matches up and down the card, it's it's a really good watch, I think, still today. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of filler. WrestleMania, I guess they're trying to get everybody a payday. So each WrestleMania is going to have a ton of filler. You got to kind of pick and choose what's worth it to watch. And I would agree with you, WrestleMania 20, that's a good call. Um, I'm digging deep into the archives here of my childhood. And I'm going uh, WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 5 was from uh, Trump Plaza. And um, uh, oof, can, I, can I say that word, Joe? I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, there's, yeah that's not a, uh, it's not a bad word here. Okay, so I could say Plaza. That's correct. Okay. Good. Um, I did you uh, did you like the WrestleManias from Trump Plaza? How did you feel about the arena? Um, not. I mean, I I liked WrestleMania four. I thought it was unique when they went back and did it the following year. I wasn't a huge 
know, fan of the venue. It just it didn't seem like it had a ton of like pure wrestling fans in there or as many as I would, th- as you would think, um, you know, doing it one year, well, I think is fine. You can, but to do it back to back is, is tough. I don't know that they would do something like that today um, and have it in the same place in two years in a row, but I, I mean, so it wasn't bad. I mean, the setup is decent. It was just, yeah. it, it's, it's different, right. Cause they have a long stairway and stuff like that. So I like things like that are a little unique like that, but I think, uh, you know, two years in a row is a little tough. I would agree with that, but I, I like the way it looked. I think it was a different presentation and WrestleMania five, the mega powers collide. I mean, Hogan and Macho, to me, is one of the greatest storylines the WWE's ever done. It was the most well thought out. And once you see what happened at the end of that storyline, you look back and you can see the, the seeds being planted along the way. I think they did a phenomenal job. It was probably Hogan's best match. Um, Savage worked his, uh, his his butt off, really, and he got a great match out of Hogan. Um, also one that I watched religiously as a kid. Uh, the other thing, other thing um, that stuck out to me was it was probably one of – if not the greatest Ultimate Warrior match with him and Rick Rude, they had a, they also had a really good feud leading up to um, WrestleMania Five when Rude attacked Warrior during the pose down. Um, Rude and Warrior just happened to have great chemistry. Other things on there, I mean, Brain Bosses versus Strike Force was a really good match. Um, you also, I mean, one thing that kind of flew under the radar at that time it was it was a big deal was the Powers of Pain versus Demolition. It was right after Mr. Fuji had turned on Demolition, and Dem- they did the uh, the double turn at Survivor Series. Demolition turned face, Powers of Pain turned heel. And that was a big match. Kind of, I feel like everybody wanted to see, and I thought it delivered with two really good teams. But to me, rewatchability, I don't know if it's the atmosphere, just the time and everything. I, I loved WrestleMania Five. So I just w- I went with uh, the chalk, I guess, for the, uh, the other one for me, which was WrestleMania 17. Um which I think if you look at the show from start to finish, there's maybe, I don't know, two matches on it of the, of the 11 that uh, were not that great. And everything else was either very good or entertaining. And I won't go through all of them, but um, you know, you had Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit in a straight up singles match. You had the Shane versus Vince match, which was way better than it had any right to be. Even though there was a lot of shenanigans going on, you had the three way ladder match with the, uh, for the tag titles, Dudley's, Hardy's, Edge and Christian, which was, you know, they the first time they had done a three-way with those teams. Um, you know, and then you have, you know, Undertaker, Triple H, Austin and The Rock uh, as the main event, which is maybe one of, if not the best main event that uh, they've ever had at a WrestleMania. So I, I just think from top to bottom in terms of match quality um, and then importance in terms, you know, with the main event, with uh, Austin's heel turn, which ended up not really lasting as long as he probably wanted it to. But... Um, that to me is is probably uh, the best or one of the best that they've ever had. It was a hell of a show. You know, again, one that still holds up to this day, and I think that's important when you look back at these shows is replayability. Um, now we're talking to uh, switch gears here for a moment to some shows that do not necessarily have replayability. To me, there's a lot to choose from. Um, like you said, a lot of these WrestleManias had some filler. But before we get to the bad part, we want you to go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, all night long WP. Subscribe, like, rate, review, iTunes, all that stuff. I promise you guys next weekend for WrestleCon, WrestleMania weekend, with all the shows are going to be at, there's a ton of stuff we're going to be posting on there. Um, interviews, we're going to have some uh, pictures, we're going to have uh, some Facebook uh, stories and uh, Instagram stories. It's going to be, uh, I promise, if there's ever a time to follow us on any social media, it'll be next weekend. I'm not just shilling us 
Facebook.com slash all night long WP at all night long WP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Be sure to go to YouTube. Subscribe to us. I've got a feeling we're going to be doing some live podcasting next weekend. We have to. Yeah, there's a very good possibility. Um, you know, if I could work it in between some naps or things like that. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely a uh, definitely a possibility. Listen, we're definitely going to get our nap in, but I'm getting my pump on next weekend. I'm bringing three different types of pre-workout. Gym's open 24-7. I already checked with the hotel. I'm going to be in there. I'm going to throw in Brian Cage weight around. That's my goal. <laughs> so, we are looking at the negative side of WrestleManias here. I don't want to spend too much time on these guys. So, you know, I, I actually want you to go first. I sure. got three yeah. I want to see which ones you got. Yeah, no. So, actually, so I – the last WrestleMania I mentioned on the positive side was one that was main evented by Rock and Austin. And so, I'm going to put one on the negative side that was also main evented by Rock and Austin. That's WrestleMania 15. Um, True story. Also on my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's just – I don't really know where to begin with this whole thing, but um, – I guess the two main things I can say is outside of the main event, there wasn't a ton of great matches on this show in the in ring stuff. Um, if there was any others besides that. Uh, and the other thing I guess was that the, the booking going into it was a little bit curious in the sense that they switched some things up with, you know, the storyline was that Billy Gunn should have been in the IC title match um, and road dog was supposed to be, in the hardcore title match and they ended up switching them for reasons I don't really understand. Um, so all those things coupled with, you know, Butterbean destroying bark gun in less than a minute, uh, the big boss man being hung above hell in a cell. Uh, you know, I think the best thing on this show was the triple H heel turn, which was completely unexpected. I think at the time, but other than that and the rock loss and main event, not a whole lot of redeemability for this one. I actually wrote down uh, even Rock Austin could not save it. That's what I wrote down for WrestleMania 15. Uh, also, Sable and Tori was the worst five minutes of my life, and I've had some rough five minutes. Mm. Um, Brawl for All to me was a redeeming quality because I loved loved watching Bart Gunn get Johnny Knoxville out there in the middle of the ring. Um, also, Big Show Mankind, which didn't make any sense whatsoever, would show like disqualified himself or got himself counted out. I don't. It was. WrestleMania 15 was terrible, so we can agree on that. Um, I, I wonder if we're going to have – I'm going to go WrestleMania 27. Um, is that on your list? It is on my list, yes. It is. <laughs> um, Miz, main events WrestleMania. I got – I mean, go ahead and take that for what it's worth. Uh, the Core versus Big Show, Kane, Kofi, and Santino. And at this point, Wade Barrett was the Intercontinental Champion. You throw him in that match. Um, as far as redeemability, uh, Punk versus Orton, to me, I remember being a pretty good match. Um, both those guys you know, can do anything, so that was good. Uh, Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole was the worst match in WrestleMania history. It went like 39 minutes. It felt like 30, I think it got like 15 or 16, but it felt like 40 minutes. It was un unbearable. Snooky got the pin. She, Morrison, Tristrata beat Ziggler and Laycool. So just remember, kids, this is WrestleMania 27. We're eight years removed from WrestleMania 27. If you think it's bad now, take a stroll down memory lane. Put on WrestleMania 27 and gouge your eyes out with a popsicle stick. 
yeah, there's that, that's, uh, that pretty much nails it. I think as, as far as, you know, the, the bad stuff on the show, uh, you know, Miz, I think even in the main event, I think he got a concussion during the match, um, which featured a, you know, the rock who was the host of that WrestleMania blatantly interfering uh, at the end and costing Cena the match basically to set up next year's WrestleMania. So that's, that's a tough one for those people in the crowd, I guess, to have to kind of sit on that one. You um, sat through enough garbage to get there and then you have no payoff. Like what a terrible decision. The only things on the show I remember being good were, um, edge versus Alberto Del Rio in the opener, even though I think a lot of people thought Del Rio was going to win. Um, they, they left it on edge and then edge ended up retiring like shortly after that. And uh, Undertaker and Triple H had a pretty good match. It was no holds barred, which ended up leading to them rematching in Hell in a Cell the following year. But yeah, all the things that you mentioned, the Snooki match for three minutes, the Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, which went almost 15 minutes and didn't even result in Jerry Lawler getting a win because they reversed the decision. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, that's a tough one. It's a tough one to sit through. That was actually the one I had pegged as the worst uh, of all time. So that, that, that made my list for sure. Um. You want me to go or you want to go? I can go. The other, the other one I had is WrestleMania 9. Um, okay. So Good. WrestleMania 9 is, uh, you know, it's it's from an era of wrestling that I still can watch and appreciate just from because it was from when I was a kid. Uh, I was like 10, 10 years old when this thing happened. But when you look at the show, there's just not a whole lot on here that's very good. Um, I mean, we'll think it's Maximus. There was Finkus Maximus. I mean, the opener isn't bad to Tonka and Sean, even though, but there's a count-out finish to start it. Uh, Steiner's against the Head Shrinkers was probably, from a quality perspective, the best match on the show. But then you got the doink stuff going on, um, a Razor Ramon squash over Bob Backlund, uh, the Mega Maniacs stinking it up with uh, Money, Inc., um, Luger and Mr. Perfect really not delivering, Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez, need, need I say more. And then... Uh, the main event, which you know, obviously is an infamous main event, just in the sense that I think it was. The, I'd have to go back and look, but it was probably the first time that a a bad guy won the main event, and then of course it was usurped by uh, Hulk Hogan coming out and beating Yokozuna in twenty twenty seconds after he had just beaten Bret Hart um, in the actual main event after Misty Fuji threw salt in Bret Hart's eyes. So that's a tough one. Tough pill to swallow, I'm sure, for the hitman and people at that time that were looking for something different outside of uh, Hulk Hogan. And uh, that's, I think that's a lot, something that a lot of people still are bitter about to this day is how Hogan kind of inserted himself back into the, the title picture after barely really doing any, any wrestling over the year before that. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not the biggest fan of Bret the Hitman Hart, and people say he's a bitter old man now. But when you look at some of the things like, like this to me is – because I – Brett never got his win back over Hogan. That's what I believe there was discussion of. Like, so I don't blame him uh, on certain things. Is he better? Possibly, but let's say the hint or there. Uh, for me, I want WrestleMania 11. Um, it, to me, the highlight of WrestleMania 11 was Nicholas Taturo, who, uh, kids, feel free to throw it on um, your, your internet's machine and look up the show NYPD Blue. Because Nicholas Taturo, before he was in the longest yard, was a, a serious character in NYPD Blue. And his job throughout WrestleMania 11 was to find Pamela Anderson. So, yeah, that was not, the thread of not WrestleMania. A bad, not a bad job. No, are you, dude, when they showed Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy next to each other in 1994, <laughs> uh, five, 1985, game changer. <laughs> Get them a WrestleCon, huh? I'm sure they're not doing much. 
Um, I, when I look at the show, uh, Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy was just a brutal match. And the thing is, I've been going back and watching a lot of early 80s, mid 80s, even to late 80s stuff. And King Kong Bundy is very, to me, very underrated. The guy could bump, he could move. He was a pretty big dude. Um, I, I feel like he never got his just due. I even liked his, uh, his match with Hogan at WrestleMania too. Um, but at this point in his life and you know he we, we just lost king kong bundy so uh you know may he rest in peace i just feel like he oh that wasn't an undertaker pun either that's brutal i didn't mean to do that that was that's rough there's no coming back from that uh at this point that's i really didn't do that not like a jerk uh uh, Bundy couldn't really work, and Undertaker couldn't get him up for a, ch um, a choke slam or a tombstone, so he kind of just beat him with a lariat, you know, like a clothesline, a really bad match. Um, Bret Hart wrestled Backlund in a submission match with Roddy Piper as the ref, but it was. Backlund held on to a really terrible armbar for like six minutes, and then Bret put on a really bad looking uh, cross face, uh, chicken wing, and then Backlund didn't even say I quit, which is kind of interesting in a submission match. Um, what else do I have on here? Uh, Diesel and Sean. I watched it again less three or four days ago, and I was wildly underwhelmed by the match. Um, I think going into it, they told like it was a good storyline, but the match itself, like the first five minutes, were just very. It, I, it was really tough to get going. Neither guy seemed like they were on the same page. It settled into a pretty decent match, but I was really underwhelmed by it, and then. Your main event, WrestleMania is main evented by Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. And not for nothing, Bam Bam cut some good promos. I didn't realize he was that good of a talker, but he was pretty good on the mic at this point. Um, but it's, I, I, I probably will never again watch WrestleMania 11. I'll say that. Uh, that's, that's unfortunate, I feel like. I, uh... Do you, do you want to okay. watch WrestleMania 11 next weekend? <laughs> sure. Sure, I'll watch it. That's fine. I think, yeah, I mean... WrestleMania 11 is, is a tough card to get through. Um, I really like without looking up the card here, I couldn't really probably tell you a lot of other stuff that was on there. Um, I know I remember the, the back one and Brett match being pretty slow uh, and somewhat well, boring, too, you know, but it, it was slow and not good. Um, the diesel, the diesel Sean match, I think they've had, they had better ones um, after, after that. So, and I think the Diesel babyface character was a tough one to get on board with uh, around this time. I do remember Sean taking a, a pretty wicked bump, backdrop bump out of the ring, like before the match even started. Um, so I don't know. I think he was probably just trying to do whatever he, took, whatever he could to get the match over. Um, and then the LT Bam Bam thing is just, you know, I wasn't a fan of them closing the show with that. I always felt like even at that age, I felt like the title should be the, you know, the closing match on the show. But um, you know, for what it was, I don't think it was bad as far as yeah, a celebrity match is concerned. Pretty but it, LT's, I mean, well, the LT's an athlete, so he probably yeah. don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I still wouldn't have uh, main evented it with LT and, and Bam Bam because I think even at the time, like again, like I was, it was 1995, so I was you know 12, 13 years old. I didn't see Bam Bam as like a main event wrestler. Right. Uh, so like the fact that they main evented it with him. Um, and then they had, I think Pat Patterson was the referee, I guess, trying to direct traffic in there as far as what was going on. Um, right, but right. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe at the time it was just a, a thing with whatever agreement they had with LT. They must've just, you know, I don't know, maybe they promised in the main event. I don't really know. I don't think that, I don't think Vince would do something like that today, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, uh, it's, 
I mean, you have Ronda Rousey main eventing this year, so I mean, it's, I know it's a little bit different, but LT. I, I mean, people probably don't understand right now. LT in 1994 was one of the biggest names in sports. I mean, you were just he was uh, LT was probably similar to Mike Tyson, I would say, but back in 1994, 95. So. Listen, on this week's episode of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, we gave you the good, we gave you the bad. I want to hear your thoughts. I want because I mean, for you and I, I'm sorry, what? This is the ugly right here. Oh, oh, nice. The good, the bag, and the ugly. Wait till we get uh, shirts for our new gimmick. Very, very much like um, Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn of Well Done, but mm. even worse. Um, I want to hear your thoughts because Joe and I, we had two, we had some pretty similar ones in here. And there are definitely some WrestleManias that I've completely forgot. Like anything that JBL was on, I probably didn't even pay attention to. So there's more to meet to the eye out there. But uh, listen. We want to hear your thoughts on WrestleManias, ones you liked, ones you hated. Did you think our picks sucked? Did you agree with them? Let us know. Facebook.com slash WP at WP on every single social media platform known to man. And don't forget, next weekend we are on site at WrestleCon, at PWRs, Pancakes and Pile Drivers, at RevPro, at um, – uh, and New Japan uh, Ring of Honor Supercard next week. We'll be back with our predictions. Woo! Get some sleep, Joe. It's going to be a long seven days here for the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He's a stallion. I'm the enforcer. We're tapping out. Yeah. You can give it away. Your money no, don't mean much to me. me.